Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus, save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army, your donation helps fight for good throughout your local community. To give through Alexa, donate by saying, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army. Or go to SalvationArmyUSA.org to make a gift. This company wants to make the internet load faster. By Clint Finley. The internet went down on February 28, 2017. Or at least, that's how it seemed to some users, as sites and apps like Slack and Medium went offline or malfunctioned for four hours. What actually happened is that Amazon's enormously popular S3 cloud storage service experienced an outage affecting everything that depended on it. It was a reminder of the risks when too much of the Internet relies on a single service. Amazon gives customers the option of storing their data in different availability regions around the world. And within those regions, it has multiple data centers in case something goes wrong. But last year's outage knocked out S3 in the entire North Virginia region. Customers could, of course, use other regions, or other clouds, as backups, But that involves extra work, including possibly managing accounts with multiple cloud providers. A San Francisco-based startup called Netlify wants to make it easier to avoid these sorts of outages by automatically distributing its customers' content to multiple cloud computing providers. Users don't need accounts with Amazon, Microsoft Azure, Rackspace, or any other cloud company. Netlify maintains relationships with those services. You just sign up for Netlify? and it handles the rest. You can think of the company's core service as a cross between traditional web hosting providers and content delivery networks, like Akamai, that cache content on servers around the world to speed up websites and apps. Netlify has already attracted some big tech names as customers, often to host websites related to open-source projects. For example, Google uses Netlify for the website of its infrastructure management tool, Kubernetes. 
and Facebook uses the service for its programming framework, React. But Netlify founders Christian Bach and Matthias Billman don't want to be just middlemen for cloud hosting. They want to fundamentally change how web applications are built and put Netlify at the center. Traditionally, web applications have run mostly on servers. The applications run their code in the cloud or in a company's own data center, assemble a web page based on the results, and send the result to your browser. But as browsers have grown more sophisticated, web developers have begun shifting computing workloads to the browser. Today, browser-based apps like Google Docs or Facebook feel like desktop applications. Netlify aims to make it easier to build, publish, and maintain these types of sites. Back to the static future. Marcus Seyferth, the COO of Smashing Media, was converted to Netlify's vision when he saw Billman speak at a conference in 2016. Smashing Media, which publishes the web design and development publication Smashing Magazine and organizes the Smashing Conference, was looking to change the way it managed its roughly 3,200-page website. Since its inception in 2006, Smashing Magazine has been powered by WordPress, the content management system that runs about 32% of the web, according to technology survey outfit W3Techs, along with e-commerce tools to handle sales of books and conference tickets, and a third application for managing its job listing site. Using three different systems was unwieldy, and the company's servers struggled to handle the site's traffic. So Seyferth was looking for a new approach. When you write or edit a blog post in WordPress or similar applications, the software stores your content in a database. When someone visits your site, the server runs WordPress to pull the latest version from the database, along with any comments that have been posted, and assembles it into a page that it sends to the browser. Building pages on the fly like this ensures the users always see the most recent version of a page, but it's slower than serving pre-built static pages that have been generated in advance. And when lots of people are trying to visit a site at the same time, servers can bog down trying to build pages on the fly for each visitor, which can lead to outages. That leads companies to buy more services than they typically need. What's more, servers can still be overloaded at times. When we had a new product on the shop, it needed only a couple hundred orders in one hour and the shop would go down, Seyferth says. WordPress and similar applications try to make things faster and more efficient by caching content to reduce how often the software has to query the database, but it's still not as fast as serving static content. Static content is also more secure. Using WordPress or similar content managers exposes at least two attack services for hackers, the server itself and the content management software. By removing the content management layer and simply serving static content, the overall attack surface shrinks, meaning hackers have fewer ways to exploit software. The security and performance advantages of static websites have made them increasingly popular with software developers in recent years, first for personal blogs and now for the websites for popular open-source projects. In a way, these static sites are a throwback to the early days of the web, when practically all content was static. Web developers updated pages manually and uploaded pre-built pages to the web. But the rise of blogs and other interactive websites in the early 2000s popularized server-side applications that made it possible for non-technical users to add or edit content without special software. The same software also allowed readers to add comments or contribute content directly to a site. At Smashing Media, SafeEarth didn't initially think static was an option. 
The company needed interactive features to accept comments, process credit cards, and allow users to post job listings. So Netlify built several new features into its platform to make a primarily static approach more viable for smashing media. The Glue in the Cloud Billman, a native of Denmark, spotted the trend back to static sites while running a content management startup in San Francisco and started a predecessor to Netlify called Bitballoon in 2013. He invited Bach, his childhood best friend, who was then working as an executive at a creative services agency in Denmark, to join him in 2015, and Netlify was born. Initially, Netlify focused on hosting static sites. The company quickly attracted high-profile open-source users. But Billman and Bach wanted Netlify to be more than just another web hosting company. They sought to make static sites viable for interactive websites. Open-source programming frameworks have made it easier to build sophisticated applications in the browser. And there's a growing ecosystem of services like Stripe for payments, Otho for user authentication, and Amazon Lambda for running small chunks of custom code that make it possible to outsource many interactive features to the cloud. But these types of services can be hard to use with static sites because some sort of server-side application is often needed to act as a middleman between the cloud and the browser. Billman and Bach want Netlify to be that middleman, or as they put it, the glue between disparate cloud computing services. For example, they build an e-commerce feature for smashing media, now available to all Netlify customers, that integrates with Stripe. It also offers tools for managing code that runs on Lambda. Smashing Media switched to Netlify about a year ago, and Safer says it's been a success. It's much cheaper and more stable than traditional web application hosting. Now the site pretty much always stays up, no matter how many users, he says. We'd never want to look back to what we were using before. There are still some downsides. WordPress makes it easy for non-technical users to add, edit, and manage content. Static site software tends to be less sophisticated and harder to use. Netlify is trying to address that with its own open-source static content management interface called Netlify CMS, but it's still rough. Safeearth says for many publications, it makes more sense to stick with WordPress for now because Netlify can still be challenging for non-technical users. And while Netlify is a developer darling today, it's possible that major cloud providers could replicate some of its features. Google already offers a service called Firebase Hosting that offers some similar functionality. For now, though, Bach and Billman say they're just focused on making their serverless vision practical for more companies. The more people who come around to this new approach, the more opportunities there are, not just for Netlify, but for the entire new ecosystem. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.